Alrighty, guys, welcome to the Joe and Joey show. We have a special guest today, Mr. Joey Rodriguez. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Good what's good, here. bro? Nice. Yeah. Man. How you been, man? It's been a while. Yo, it's been like five years. Yeah. Honestly. Um, good to see you guys, though. Good to see everyone's doing good. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, tell us uh, about a little bit about your career now. You're a pilot now, so just tell us what's up with that. How you got into that, and just yeah, whatever yeah. you want to share. So uh, I got started doing this. Um, I was planning a, a cruise one time for my fraternity mm-hmm. and I was in school for being uh, for a pharmacy and I, I hated it, really upset with life, wasn't happy there. My aunt and mm-hmm. uncle do it and they were so unhappy and I was like, you know what, not for me. Uh, my dad has been an American for 35 years now and he's like, hey, why don't you be a pilot? And I was like, nah, nah, those guys, they're rude, you know, those guys suck and mm-hmm. um, he took me to dinner one night with a couple of pilots that we knew and they started talking about it. They loved it mm-hmm. and all their stories, you know, eating amazing steak in Argentina, having a nice crepe in Paris, you know, and I'm like, all right, that sounds kind of cool traveling. So uh, they took me out. They flew me on my first little uh, Cessna 172 for discovery flight. And uh, we taxied out there to the runway and, the, the instructor that I was flying with, he goes, hey, man, just take this little lever right here and mm-hmm. push in, which was a throttle. And I put the throttle in. My hair stood up, bro. I went all crazy inside. And I was like, yeah. yo, I have to do this for the rest of my life. And uh, it's been, honestly, man, it's been amazing ever since. I got all my licenses, uh, private instrument, commercial. And then from commercial, I instructed a little bit. From there, I got my first medevac job. I flew a Lear 35, a nice little private jet kind of thing, a 12-seater airplane. And then from there, I went over to the company that I'm at now, which I fly a Boeing 767. That max takeoff weight is around 412,000 pounds. Damn, that's sick, dude. You found your passion, and that's amazing, man. Congrats on that. Uh, so do you have any, like, crazy pilot stories or, like, <laughs> <laughs> any, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like medical emergency, like stories or just any like crazy stuff that's like ever happened to you. I'll say real quick, that's an inspiring story, too, because, you know, a lot of people are stuck doing shit that they don't want to do. And then they don't have the balls basically to to stop and do what they want to do. So I'm happy that you made the decision to say, hey, pharmacy's not for me. And now you love what you do, which is great. No, no, I I appreciate that because it does take a lot to be like, yo to do this for the rest of my life? Is this really what I want to do? And so, you know, there was some time when I was like, am I making the right decision here? The issues, this, that, the other. But I'm glad I was able to, to do that, as you said. And I was at, I was glad I had the support system at home too. Right. Because not everyone has that. But um, crazy story, doing the medevac stuff. Um, so, you know, like when you the airplane goes up in the air, right? The higher it goes. Sorry, the higher it goes. Um <laughs> you'll go in and the cabin inside, it pressurizes, mm-hmm. right? right? So it keeps an altitude that's kind of somewhat to what we're at now at sea level. And so that mesh, that messes with the pressure in your blood system. So we were flying some guy who, he suffered a heart attack about a week ago. We were flying him to um, Grand Cayman and we were flying him from Turks and Caicos. We we're flying him to Grand Cayman because there's they have a good uh, medical system over there. As we started our descent, as soon as I reached over to the lever that changes the, the pressure of the cabin, um, 
passed away. Wow. Damn. Passed away. She had another heart attack due to the pressurization change. So and what's that like process like? Is so everybody freaking out on the plane? So like you <laughs> have the, the nurses in the back. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they're talking to the guy, they're screaming his name. And obviously we're flying the airplane. We've got our headphones on listening to ATC. And um and you know, you can hear the noise in the back getting louder, louder, louder. Mm-hmm. So you turn around and you look and they're giving the guy CPR, you know, they're they're doing the works on him and you're like, Oh, somebody's really like losing their life back there, you know? And um speaking to the nurses afterwards, they said that it was almost a ninety nine percent chance that he wasn't gonna make the entirety of the flight, um, due to his condition. But um still, man, that's I don't know, man. I mean, you, you're in the medical field, you know, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And that was just, it was it was a really, like, you know, eye-opening moment. We landed there, and, you know, obviously we're pilots, so we have to assist with, you know, the carrying of the patient, you know, on the stretcher off the mm-hmm. airplane. And to carry a, a body, I, I'd never done that before. So. Oh, they make uh, you do that? Like, they don't have, so like... So we had the nurses that were there that assisted us, but... Uh-huh. This guy, I have to mention, he was also around 350 pounds. Okay. So, sure. you know, two nurses, they're not going to carry a body like that off by themselves. So exactly. to assist them, we'll do that. No problem to us, you know. And so we helped carry him off. And just to, you know, to have in your hands kind of you know, a lifeless person, it's um, it's eye-opening, you know. Yeah. It makes you realize, like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have those bag of chips today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And at least you guys, you know, made the effort to try and help and save him to get him back to the doctor that he needed to go to. Absolutely. Like, I'm not a doctor, you know, by any sense, but we do what they ask us to do. And that's it, you know. Um, the medical team back there, they're the ones that, you know, they're the ones that do God's work. You know, we just kind of right. take them to and from, you know, point A to yeah. point B. But um, that must be some pressure, though. Like, you know, you hear about that, like, and you're flying the plane, it's like, you know, should I speed the plane up and like land as soon as possible, or like how does that process work? Do you are you like nervous in that situation? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like you you know what the plane can do, you know what it can't do. Mm-hmm. You know legally what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do in regards to you know the, the aviation aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. So you know you try and you know sometimes when you guys are going from point A to point B from. Miami to New York, you're not going as fast as the plane can possibly go, right? Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, and that, for that specific uh, instance, we did, we sped up a little bit because we heard that going on. Um, we asked for an expedited descent, which just means that we can go down a little bit faster. Um, and then, you know, we got to the airport. You're going around 400, 500 miles an hour, so... You get to the airport, you know, if you speed up a little bit, you're just going to get there maybe a minute earlier. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, there's not much we can do to change that, but um, crazy experience. Yeah, I've kind of had a, a similar experience. Obviously, I'm not a pilot, but like you were saying, you know, two two female nurses carrying a 300-pound man, and I'm kind of anticipating. I was like, I asked the nurses, like, hey, do you need help? And they're like, oh, no, we got it. And then sure enough, the man starts to kind of tilt over so I had to step in and grab the the stretcher and kind of lift it back up so I know obviously he wasn't deceased like you're saying but it's kind of not traumatic but it's just it is, it is. though it is man it yeah is. like you know it's I'm used to 
people like you, like you guys, like you know what I mean. We're we're breathing. We're cool. We're fine. You know right. what I mean. We're, yeah. we're here having a a seltzer. You know, we're mm-hmm. good. Um, to deal with something like that though, to see people at their worst, and you know, us in our normal everyday life, you go to work, you go to work, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. And so to see that it uh, for I did that for a year. It was I wouldn't say depressing, but it just was you know. I knew that I wasn't, that wasn't my be all end all job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So, um, what are your career goals as far as like, um, your career with being a pilot? Like, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, do you see yourself, um, climbing up the ladder or flying for different airlines? Like I know off air, we talked a little bit about like, you know, the whole military aspect, Coast Guard and stuff, but like, where do you see yourself in like five to 10 years as far as like flying? So... Uh, the next five to ten years, everything in in the past, actually, mm-hmm. the past ten years has shown us that aviation is really fluid right now. Mm-hmm. Everything is changing in aviation, so it's really difficult to say. Um, I did not expect to be where I'm at now in life. To be here within, you know, I started flying flying five years ago. Um, it'll be May third was my first time flying um, in 2018. So. I did not expect to be flying a Boeing 767 at this stage in my life. But um, if I could, uh, you know, something I would like to do, I would love to become a captain for a wide-body aircraft. Um, at this point in time, I'm really happy where I'm at. I'm loving the job, loving the routes that we're flying. I'm loving locations we go to, the captains I fly with, because that's a huge thing. Being in an airplane for six, seven, eight hours with somebody, they – it better be cool, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. What yeah. about uh, personal? I mean, obviously, career is an important thing, but personal, like, do you see yourself getting married soon? I know you got a, a beautiful <laughs> girlfriend over here. <laughs> We're from zero to 100 right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I don't want to talk about flying anymore. Right. <laughs> um, honestly, man, like, I, I'm going to move out of my house. Um, with my parents move in with my girlfriend soon. So I'm really excited for that stage, you know? Hopefully about a year after that, um, you know, we'll start asking the parents some questions, you know. Nice. And uh, and we'll move on from there. But yeah, that, that's that's obviously the end goal. You know, have a nice family, have a a, a beautiful family, and nice house. You know, just like this one. Oh, thank and, you. Man. <laughs> and uh, you know, just just be a happy guy. Right now, I'm I'm beyond happy. You know, I've been through some low times, and right now is definitely a major high. Um, I'm kind of upset that I'm at a high. Because I hate the lows, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm good right now. I'm happy right now. Um, my girlfriend, two and a half years, we're we're happy. So yeah, as long as everything you know keeps going the course, man, I, I don't see any reason for anything to change. Yeah, dude, I'm so happy for you. That's super motivating, dude. It's like you found your passion. You went from not knowing what you were gonna do, finding your passion, and you found the person you're in love with. It's like everything kind of just like went in a row for you. And it's like, you're on this amazing high right now and you love what you do. It's like, that's super motivating for me. It's like in my career and where I want to go with my life, it's like, man, you know what? If he can do it, then I can do it. And you know, I'm just, I'm happy for you, man. This average Joe could do it. (laughs) (laughs) We're all the Joes over here. Yeah, man. No, man. It's, uh, it's, you know, I had a good, um, I had a good, you know, mom and dad to to learn from mm. you know and how they you know love on each other and how they are with each other i was able to kind of 
pick and choose what I want from that and mm. then take that, okay, look, you know, my dad's a really hard worker, my mom's a really hard worker. These are aspects I want to take from them and carry on to my mm. life. And, you know, the way they the way they work, the way they work, okay. the way they love on each other, yeah. um, you know, is really it it was it's great for me to learn from. Yeah, that's super important. I don't think people realize how important that is. Like two family household, like you had, you're like so lucky to have that. You have a great father, great mother. And they instilled those values in you and, you know, look where you are today, man. It's no, just absolutely, like, yeah. man, you know. Um, who's to say that, you know, if it was just uh, a single parent household, I wouldn't be here as well, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, I know my my dad went through something like that and my dad is the best man I know. Yeah. So And I can attest to that. Your dad... Yeah, I yeah, mean, we go back so far, and it's like, bro, your dad like treated me guys, as like a second son, bro. You guys it's know like, him, yeah. man. He's a, he's, he's a good awesome. guy, you know. And so, um, to learn from him, it was it was good. To learn from my mom, it was great. Um, yeah. So, I really, you know, I have to thank them when it comes to me and my happiness. Now, mm-hmm. they taught me how to, you know, treat a lady. They taught me how to have the correct work ethic, and so. Thanks to them, you know. I wouldn't I would not be this happy that I am right now without with my parents. So that's one thing that I gotta say. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so just circling back a little bit, like going back, we all went to high school together and you know, we uh Joey heard our podcast, um, and you know, he hit us up and was like, Yeah, I wanna be on the pod like yeah. one day, right? So you gotta have Joe, Joey, and Joey. Right. We had to make that happen right away. <laughs> Yeah, so we all go back like from high school and stuff, and you were a soccer player in high school. Yeah, yeah. And state you, champ, state champ too. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you even played um in college. You played at FAU. Yep. I so played. like, tell me about your soccer journey, because you know this is a sports podcast. So, yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough about the pilot stuff. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I started playing soccer with you, Joey. Yeah, we yeah, played yeah. at like Pee Wee, right? Yeah, or like, like West Pines. <laughs> West Pines Rec level, man. Yeah. We did that. Went to, uh, from there, played travel ball at West Pines. From travel ball, went to Heritage. Mm-hmm. Played over at Heritage for, um, from 8th grade to, to 12th grade over there. And then while I did that, I played uh, club soccer for for Kendall Soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, that was called the Developmental Academy, where they would have kind of scouts go to those games and this and right. the other. Yep. They would have massive tournaments where they'd have a bunch of scouts go there for college. Um, senior year, won states, had a great time there, had a great team there. Um, dope group of guys that we still keep in touch with it till this day. And then I got signed up at FAU, went to one of their camps they had, mm-hmm. and the coach was like, hey, man, um, how do you feel about playing over here? And I was like, it's my backyard. I'd love to stay home. He's like, all right, cool. Well, I know I'd love to welcome you onto the team. Perfect. Let's do it. Played there for a year. Uh, had a great time. Traveled. Got to play against the number one team in the country, uh, Akron. We got mopped against them, but it was <laughs> it was great to go to a yeah. good experience. Even yeah, though you got yeah, destroyed, exactly, it's all good. Exactly. <laughs> got to play against uh, DeAndre Yedlin, who he plays for Inter Miami now. Um, he went to the World Cup this, this past year. Mm-hmm. Got to play against him in Akron. They had a five thousand. Uh, people stadium Damn. yeah yeah that that crowd was it was awesome it was incredible man yeah. and uh from there i left fau i went to fiu well fiu was the last my last stop i after fau i went to lander in south carolina 
played there for two years, and then FIU. Nice. And to be fair, FIU was my favorite out of all three. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people there, yeah, Miami people are, aren't the nicest, but I just had so much fun. The friendships there were the best, and if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't, but if I could, I would go to FIU straight away four years and do that. That's awesome, man. So you're a big soccer fan, right? You follow Massive. soccer. So I got to ask you, and you know, there's controversy on this. Who's the GOAT? Is it Messi gonna, or Ronaldo? You, you know who I'm going to say. You're going to say Messi, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I'm, I don't obviously don't know as much as you about soccer, but I think Messi's right there. I was going to ask you, because I know you and I have always been on Twitter. Are you still on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because... Because I remember I thought you had like two accounts at one time, a pilot account and or maybe that's Instagram. I don't know. I did. I did on Instagram, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been seeing on Twitter lately. It's saying like, you know, in the Euro, like in the Euro League or Euro mm-hmm. camps, mm-hmm. it's more about player development instead of like profiting. Yes. And in the United States, it's more about, yeah, we want to develop these kids, but we want to make a ton of money off of them also. Yeah. Is that So there's a true? huge like divide in the camp. Um, pretty much, and when it comes to U.S. soccer. So you'll have a lot of people who are um, MLS heavy mm-hmm. and then people who are very Euro heavy. Uh, I'm one of the Euro heavy kind of guys. I've just from, I played over in, I played in Norway. I played in, in Finland, um, in Germany, Switzerland, all, all those places. Mm-hmm. And the training over there just, from the young age, like, uh, I thought I was a good soccer player. But you go over there to see kids that are, you know, two or three years younger than you that have the technique, that have the the, the actual, like, the game mindset. And it's just, to see that at that young age is, is insane. Now, I'm sure that U.S. soccer has grown since I've, you know, retired. <laughs> but I'm sure yeah. it's grown since then. And I'm sure that players here, and we're seeing it, you know, every, you know, ever so slowly, but we're seeing players from the U.S. migrate over to Europe and, and be very competitive, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, we're, we're seeing that little by little, and it's happening. Players in the U.S. are getting better, but uh, the way the Europeans grow their players and, and take care of them, it's so much better than what we do over here in the U.S. It's not money-based over there. More yes, genuine, right? Yes, they know that if I get you to a great spot, you'll be worth some money for me one day. Um, over here in the U.S., it's kind of like, hey, you have three grand to give me this year. If not, you're not playing, kid, you know. And then now if you're good and you have money, you're going to make it really, really far, which there are a lot of players that have done that, you know. And, you know, there's always the outliers in everything that you have. You're going to have some broke, really good soccer player who gets a scholarship and this, that, the other. And, but a majority of the time, that's how it's going to work. So, uh if there's something that I could say, you know, it's just going to be those, those European-grown, European-based players, they endure more more competition day in and day out because over here, remember, mommy and daddy paid three grand. So you'll go to practice tomorrow no matter what. Mm-hmm. However, this company, th- it, you know, this team in Europe over here, they need to grow me to become a great soccer player. And if I don't become that great soccer player they want me to be, they won't make money off of me. If they won't make money off of me, I don't make money. Mm-hmm. So I don't eat tonight. Right, and so over there, it's 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 a lot more competitive. It's a doggy dog world over there. So I, I love following the youth soccer over in Europe. You know, because they, they have Champions League, and then when those Champions League teams meet, their youth teams also play. 
So you'll get like, I don't know, say for example, uh, Real Madrid and Chelsea just finished playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have Real Madrid's U-17s versus Chelsea's U-17s. And so the competition is just elite over yeah, there compared to it's, here. It's, it's not insane, even, yeah. man, you know? And like, yeah, I don't want to knock the U.S. because I'm an American and I love USA. But we got, I, you know, we those leagues have also been around for 100 years. Mm-hmm. Ours has been around since the 1990s. We do have a long way to go, and we're progressing quite quickly. Right. But um, our best soccer players on the U.S. national team uh, are continuously the players who challenge themselves and go to Europe, not the ones who stay here and play in the MLS and become the top goal scorer of the year continuously, continuously. No, no, no. Go challenge yourself in Europe. See if you can do it. Our, our top goal scorer here in the U.S., he went to, uh, to the Netherlands, and he's – the top goal scorer over there. And, and now he's going to wow. go and now he's going to step it up to a next league. He's probably going to go to Germany next year or somewhere else, you know? And so that's that's kind of my mindset. Go challenge yourself. Make yourself better. Because in life, that that's what iron sharpens iron. Right. You know? Mm. I wanted I, to ask you, too, because I, I remember Martha. Do you remember Martha Thomas? Yes. She went to, yeah, yeah, Mart. Yeah, she went to Heritage. Um, I see she's playing for Manchester Man, United. Man U. And she played for my dad in middle school because... So you guys maybe not know, he he was a basketball coach at Sagemont. That's how I found out about Sagemont, and I transferred there to play there. But he, he was basically didn't have enough players for the basketball team, so he was recruiting players. He coached boys and girls, mm-hmm. and he basically begged Martha to play for the team because <laughs> everyone was like, my dad was asking, like, who who can we bring so on the team? your dad contributed to Martha's success No, much. no. He, he'll, t- <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you no. He, he'd be like, his story was, oh, who's, everyone's like, oh, you got to sign Martha or you got to play Martha. And then she gets there. She's like this four foot 11 girl. And he's like, that's, this is basketball. And then he, he saw her play and he was like, wow, this is amazing. This girl's a, a freak athlete. So he negotiated a deal with her and saying, cause she was like, oh, I have us practice. I have a meeting with this scout from Europe, this and that. So he was like, well, you don't have to practice. You can just show up to the game and play. <laughs> so that's that's how he got her. But I, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm friends with her brother, Callum. Yeah, yeah, Callum. Yeah, I remember him. Um, he's a massive Arsenal fan. Yep. So uh, what was I going to say? So yeah, Martha, dude, she's she's killing it right now. She's actually on the Scotland national team yep. with uh, a friend of mine who was at FAU with me. Uh, and her name is fleeting me at this moment right now. But she played at FAU, and now both of them are on the Scottish national team. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a real small world, man. It's right. a real small world. But it, it's so cool to see people just be successful in what they like, you know? It's just, it's dope. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. But, yeah. like, as far as, like, going back to Messi and Ronaldo, we were talking about the GOAT, right? Let's do it. Why do you think Messi's better than Ronaldo? Is it because, like, he's more efficient or he's got more skills? Or what do you think that is? So both of them, are, they're different positions, right? So both of them are elite in their position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ronaldo's going to be more of your your forward, your forward kind of guy, your, your center striker, your, your winger striker. And then Messi is your, your midfield just destroyer, you know? He'll take the ball from your, your center back, you know, your center defensive, and he'll, he'll walk it all over the field. Yeah. You know, Ronaldo's got skills. Don't get me wrong. Ronaldo has amazing one v one skills, but it's a, it's one v one skills. Mm-hmm. Messi can take on, and he has multiple videos of him the entire squad. 
Right. You know, Ronaldo's the kind of guy who, even though Messi has uh, very similar uh, stats in regards to goals off headers, uh, Ronaldo's that kind of guy that off a corner kick, you're looking for him. You're mm. looking for him to knock that ball in two minutes ago. With Messi, with two minutes ago, you're looking to give the ball at his feet and let him turn and face goal and shoot like that. So they're very, very, very different. But if you gave me one guy that I wanted to have on my team, it would be Messi. So would you say Messi's more of like a all-around player? Because I'm looking at the stats, and I see right here he's got 355 assists in his career, and Ronaldo has 236. So he seems more of like an overall player, and he's played in less games. Yeah, so, so Messi's the kind of guy. So like as I mentioned, like Ronaldo's your kind of forward. Your Ronaldo's going to finish your games for you. Right. Ronaldo, But Messi's going to be the guy that'll he'll play with you know, the center back. He'll play with the outside winger. He'll play with the forward. Mm-hmm. And he'll use you guys to open up the space mm-hmm. so he can walk in and, and just, you know, yeah. do his magic. So for me, uh, the World Cup didn't do anything for me. Before that, Messi was the, the all-time. Yeah, the, it just added to goal. it, right? Because it just added He never won it, you know a, I mean? yeah. Um, everyone's saying, oh, Ronaldo won the, uh, I, I don't know how to call it, the, the UEFA uh, European Cup, right? And Messi could never win that. Well, yeah, Messi's Argentinian, so it doesn't really work out that way. Right. But then the next year, what happens? Messi wins the Copa America with Argentina. And now, okay, now they're both level if you want to go on on trophies, which you shouldn't you know, deem a career off trophies, even though everyone does. Um, then the next, you know, a couple years later, what happens? Two years later, Messi wins the World Cup. Yeah. The World Cup. You know, right. he he's not performing day to day in his league as he was, and and he's he's getting old. He's in his thirties now, you know. But to go through a tournament like that and kill it the way he did, you know, he his team was really really down after that loss against Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And for him to turn around and, and pick the whole team up, not the whole team, the whole country up, and throw him on his back and be like, hey, guys, we're, you know, we're going to win this. And I, I believe he made a quote where it was like, this loss is going to allow us to win the World Cup. He said that after the first game. What did they do? They, they Just to say that, man, that's, that's, that's absurd to me. So he's my goat but Ronaldo you guys saw I have that picture with Ronaldo that I met him over here with that must have been conflicting for you like oh shit (laughs) listen man you're they're both master masters in their craft um and I have the ultimate respect for Ronaldo but um if you're asking me who I want on my team I see and I'm even looking at the stats here he's even more efficient so like minutes per goal slash assists 72 minutes for Messi and 87 for Ronaldo. So he seems like a more of like an efficient player. He's higher in assists and he's played less games. So it seems clear to me he almost has as many hat tricks as Ronaldo too. He's played in 100 less games. So if you, I mean, if you just watch the way Messi plays, he involves a team. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ronaldo, he's he's a finisher. He's mm-hmm. he's a technical finisher. He's the guy who, you know, on the breakaway, you give him the ball and he will finish that. So he he's not going to have as many assists or as many mm-hmm. passes. So he he is really really good at what he does. You know but what that kind of reminds me of? It kind of LeBron he, and Kobe. I was going to say that. Yeah. Or LeBron <laughs> or LeBron and Michael Jordan, right? LeBron's like the all-around guy. He gets everybody involved. He scores whenever he wants. You know, but he's not as good of like a closer as Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. So uh-huh. it's like would you rather have the all-around guy that does everything or would you rather have like the clutch guy that gets it done in like this situation and 
scores all the points. It's right? just what you're looking for. Right. You know, with your, what what is your team set up for? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. There's some teams that Kobe would have done horrendously on. You know, obviously he, Kobe's Kobe's a great player, regardless. And there's some teams that LeBron. I mean, well, he did do horrendously on, but there's some teams that he he excelled on. And so for me, I mean, I love Kobe, and I think there's more love for Kobe because he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know who I would want on my team in that situation. Yeah, depends who else I have on my team. <laughs> right. Yeah. But back back to the World Cup, because I don't know as much. I keep saying it, as much about soccer as you, mm-hmm. but. I haven't watched the World Cup, but that was obviously like the best soccer game I've ever watched this past year with Messi winning it. Is this guy Mbappe? Is he like the next big thing? Because yeah, that's what next, it seems like. He's the next big thing coming up. Yeah, he uh, he needs to get out of Paris. He's over there at Paris Saint Germain with with Messi right now. Um, rumors have it that Messi is leaving, going to Barcelona again, his hometown. Nice. You know his area. Um, and then Mbappe, if Mbappe can leave. You know, I mean, you in the World Cup final, he just, you know, dominated. Yeah, he really did. You know, and if if you could give, you know, the MVP, you know, the Ballon d'Or to somebody, they gave it to his his teammate in his same position, Benzema, who who plays for Real Madrid. They gave it to him. He could Mbappe could have easily gotten it, but I feel like people want Mbappe to kind of uh, to challenge himself. the The French league is. It sounds horrible, but it's known as a farmer's league, you know, where the people who farm the lands are the ones playing, you know. Wow. It's mm-hmm. not known as a really strong league, not known as like like Italy or Spain or Germany or England, you know. Mm-hmm. Those are really strong leagues. So that's why some people kind of don't look really highly upon him. But then when he plays against uh, when he plays against competition like that from other leagues in the Champions League, he does really, really well. So I would like to see him challenge himself. I'm a big Barcelona fan. I I love Barcelona. It, I was gonna go there tomorrow actually. Wow! Um, Must yeah, be nice yeah. to just pick where you want to go and just fly yourself there. Perks right? of the job. Perks of the job. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I w- There's rumors that Mbappe would go to Madrid, and that's Barcelona's biggest rival. I would hate for him to go there, but it would be great for him in uh, in his career. He's a super young guy. He's got probably around three more World Cups left in him. And, you know, if he stays healthy, he's a great, great, great player. He's probably the next big guy to hit the scene. Mm-hmm. So who's your top five GOAT? Well, I don't want to say GOATs because there's really supposed to only be one GOAT, but who's your top five soccer players of all time? Or football, as I should say. Ooh, this is hard. Um, well, we all know number one. Number one's going to be Messi. I'll go with number two. Number two is Ronaldo, just because I met the guy. <laughs> uh, and he, humble as can be. I believe humble it. as can be, he was mm-hmm. probably he was super nice. Uh, number three, just because I'm American, I go with uh, Christian Pulisic. I think that you know it's amazing to have a U.S. soccer player, an American who's bossing it up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he doesn't play anymore. But number four would be uh, Xavi. He's he's the head coach of Barcelona now. But when he was playing, the guy just with his feet, dude, it was just, it was magic. Mm-hmm. Insane, the stuff that he did. And then number five would be Iniesta, also another Barcelona player. Um, but Xavi and Iniesta won the, world, won the World Cup with Spain. I believe it was, I don't know, 08 or something, a while back, a while back. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, so they won they won the World Cup together with Spain for for that and just those two guys in the midfield together that's what uh, I grew up watching and I fell in love with those two guys bossing up in the midfield so that's those are my top guys is that what made kind of because with me th- what made me fall in love with basketball was Kobe and Shaq was that like kind of what made you fall in love with soccer was those guys I was already playing soccer that time but what got me um, interested in kind of making myself better and working on the craft was seeing how those guys did things you know um, there's one game that I bring up in particular that happened when we were in high school it was a uh, Barcelona versus Chelsea and uh, it was tied on aggregate so in Champions League you play two games play one home game one away game and pretty much you uh, you know they tally up the goals at the end and if you scored an away goal it counted more than a goal you scored at home I right? like that so it, it made it very competitive so the first game was in Barcelona and the second game was over in Chelsea and um, Barcelona was pretty much down a goal and the next game the, the second game was in Chelsea and they scored a goal, and I want to say the 90th minute. So soccer ends in the 90th minute. They scored a goal in the last minute of the game. And because it wasn't a away goal, it sent them through to the next round. And Iniesta scored that goal. And it was a beautiful, beautiful, just somebody laid it off to him. He smacked it in. It was top 90. And, I mean, if you go on Twitter right now, you can find the video. It's, it is, like, makes your hair stand up kind of Iconic thing. Iconic you know? video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A cold night in London. It was just, it was crazy. And it sent Barcelona through the next round. And so that, man, I love talking about that that, yeah. that specific instance, you know? Yeah, there's those instances in sport that just, like, transcend, you know? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's amazing. You know what I think solidified it for me that Messi was the GOAT was after they won the World Cup? Did you see, like, the parade they had in Argentina? There was, like, mil- You saw what they did to his grandma's house? I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh my God. They serenaded his grandmother. They surrounded her house and oh just kept God. screaming, Messi, 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 for I think it was like eight hours. Dude, I saw they had to fly Talk him out on like a helicopter. An obsession, you see man. In the obsession, middle of the parade. Dude. That's what I was going to say. It's 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 cool, but at, at some point it was like an obsession yeah. or it's almost dangerous, but I get it. You know, he brought him a World Cup. That's yeah, a worldwide I mean, I, achievement. I, I, Maradona just died, you know what I mean? So now, like, where's the focus switching to? Messi's your kind of, you know, your Dios, you know what I mean? And yeah. so they were just watching him. And Do you obsession. think he's going to play for one of the Saudi teams? I saw they offered him, like, no. $400 million for, like, That's a year or something. Ronaldo, he's in Saudi now, yeah. right? Ronaldo's in Saudi Arabia, yeah. yeah. So the rivals of the team that Ronaldo's on offered him $412 million a year. Who oh turned that down? <laughs> and he turned it down. Oh. He um he the well technically the offer is still open, but what's been reported is that Messi is waiting for a proper proposal from Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. Barcelona, yeah. yeah. He wants to go back home. He's like paying know. the respects, kind of, you know, he or would, he wants he, to stay I think, there. I think kinda. he would go for just one year, maybe yeah. two years, you know, sit the, to to sit the bench and play whenever he wants to, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think he's gonna go for that one year, um, kind of go for his victory lap, mm-hmm. and then I think. He would either go back to Argentina and play for the Newell Boys, which is the team that he started out with playing, or he'd come over here. I I really think that that is a, a big option for him uh, to come back over here mm-hmm. to to enter Miami to the MLS. I don't know if you guys heard they wanted to bring him over this year, and the proposal they gave yep. him was that every team in the MLS was going to put their money together, the big pool, 
Gosh. and allow him to play for one team. And then the team, all the teams that put money in would be able to recoup their money just by Messi going and playing in that stadium. That's wild. And obviously it didn't work because yeah. Messi does not want to come over here mm-hmm. yet. Um, but his, his buddies from Barcelona, um, Sergio Busquets, uh, he's, he's an older guy. He's, he's done his time already. He might be coming over to Inter Miami. And if he comes, that's a great sign for Messi. Yeah. Aside from Messi's apartment in Aventura, I think it was right. a $12 million apartment that he bought. Yeah, that's yeah. why I think soccer is so cool, man, or football, because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this guy trying to be. This guy trying, trying to be, to be proper. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody. <laughs> but it's like, it's, well, obviously we're biased because we're here in the United States, but it seems like soccer is just bigger worldwide. And then United States maybe second or third in line to the Euro League or, or whichever league. So I I always thought that was really cool about soccer because it's it's just a worldwide thing that people love. It's, most it's popular. Same and it, it around the world you have to see the passions guys have. I I was able to to witness uh, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Um, I think it was 2017 where it was Messi versus Ronaldo in in one of the uh, classical games. You know, and it's just. I've been to Miami FSU when both teams were good, you know, yeah, yeah. and that and it didn't hold a candle to to this thing that I saw. People were it. Like I mentioned it's an obsession. The tailgates would though. The tailgates <laughs> were great. Though. The tailgates yeah. are better. The tailgates are insane. Uh, the tailgates in Miami were the best. FSU, yeah. But yeah, so it, you know, we'll, we'll have. I want to say we'll eventually get there, but we do have other sports that take um, that take priority. And the fact that it's very weird, but our MLS season. Is not the same season that the Europeans have. Right. Uh, the European season a little bit longer, and and it lasts from you know probably August all the way to May. So they're uh, they've got more time for soccer, and over here I just I just don't think we're there yet. Um, but we over here we have the NFL, which takes precedence. We have the MLB, which is slowly little by little sinking. I agree. Um, but the NBA is a league that is growing in the world. Yes. And that's a league that it you now right now it's not competitive with soccer. It's not. But it will be. Yeah, it's even like bigger than football worldwide. Like and NFL yeah. NFL in America is probably the biggest sport. I'd say so, yeah. But like NBA is like it's kind of climbing up there around the whole world. Yeah. NBA is number two right now in the mm-hmm. US, but around the world, I think it still is number two. Yeah, because you have soccer as number one globally. That's without a doubt. No debate. Yeah, for sure. but the NBA, it's it's such an enjoyable sport. Yeah, you know what I mean. The the just the sheer athleticism of these guys is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're not getting just guys that you know. I don't know. You're not getting just some rink eating guys. You're getting men that play like LeBron James all the time now. Yeah, world class athletes, size, strength, speed. Can jump out of the gym. Look at this skill. guy. What is that? Victor Wembanyama. Oh, yes, he, bro. Seven. He looks like a bum, <laughs> yep. and he's huge. He can shoot the three. He can dribble you off the court. He can dunk on you. He can do whatever. You can't defend him. They said he's the best prospect ever. He's like seven five, seven six. He can do everything. Teams are tanking right now in the NBA yeah, just to get him. Like, <laughs> like that's why I didn't want the Dallas Miami Mavericks. Heat to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, the Dallas Mavericks. That's why they did it. That's why they sat Luca. Cuban Cuban goes. You guys want to charge me seven fifty? I'll pay seven fifty to, to to have anybody. a chance, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. That's why I didn't want the Heat to make the playoffs because they would have been in the lottery. Maybe it would have got Wembenaya. Who knows? Right. Something. Well, what do you think about? You're a Heat fan, so yeah. like transitioning to basketball. Like, what do you think 
they should do because they've had the same team for the last like four to five years so it's like yeah dude it's uh it's kind of sad um we all owe pat riley a lot of respect yeah yes. we all owe him a lot of respect but um you know it's it's never too early to to, to retire that's so, what i was telling him the other day i'm like i think he's past his prime he's signing and Paying like so Duncan I, Robinson. I didn't, didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm showing my respect. Well, I'm, I'm showing my respect to Pat. Yeah. Uh, Pat brought us a couple of championships that we shouldn't have had. You know. That's true. Uh, crazy as hell to bring Shaquille O'Neal down mm-hmm. here. Crazy as hell to bring LeBron James down here. So thanks yeah. to Pat for that. And I think we are showing our respects to him now. And I think we're paying for it, showing our respects to him now, because to expect that, expect the Heat to do better than we did last year. With a lesser roster, because mm-hmm. we had Tucker last year, we didn't have him this year, right? Um, and Kevin Love is is nobody. Yeah, he's Sorry. way past. He's his so prime. old, dude. Way past yeah. his prime. Yeah. And I know you wanted a three a three guy. Kevin Love was not the three guy to pick up. Yep. Um, it's dude. It just wasn't. It, you know, we're not we're not there now. I would love to have somebody like um, Jermaine Jones or Dwayne Wade come into the front office. Uh, James Jones with the Phoenix Suns. Yes, man, That's he's killing awesome. it over there. How, how did he get that role though? Because he came out of the NBA after into a GM role. How does that happen? That. Pat I, Riley made the call. He did absolutely. He did. Pat Riley. He still has his hands out there, and he's still an intelligent guy. But um, and who knows? Maybe Haslam is the guy to step in and say, "Hey, look, I, I've been monitoring. I've been educated. I've been mentored in this role." Mm-hmm. I want to say, who knows, dude. But I just, I mean, I figure that um, Pat has somebody in place that he would like to to step in and take over when he doesn't want to work anymore. And I think it's we're getting to that stage now. But because to go from the number one seed to the the eighth seed, I get it. Most of our down seasons are because of injuries and because of things that we can't fix. But to go into the 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 the. Uh, what is it? The, the playoff. The, not the playoffs. The, the no trade weekend. The, the weekend of trade deadline. No, trade, trade deadline, deadline yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going to the trade deadline and, and not pick up anybody solid. Yeah. You're going to give me Kevin Love. LeBron didn't even want to play with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's. And that's not even the Kevin Love you're getting. The Kevin Love that played with LeBron won the championship. (laughs) Yeah, the Kevin Love we have. You're getting Kevin Bum, dude. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're getting Kevin Love with no knees. He can't jump anymore. He can't move his feet. You know, basketball, you got to He's not getting rebounds anymore, dude. Dude, you know how I knew it was over? He has gray hair now. Kevin Love. Yeah, he literally has gray hair. (laughs) Yeah, we're diehard. Yeah, I I love Miami, dude. I've got got pictures with Haslam in his first year. I have a picture of Haslam his first year, me and him. And I love Miami, dude, but uh, just this team, um, I think we're going to get embarrassed against Milwaukee. That's coming on right now. And it's a shame um, because, dude, Butler's a great player. Hero's a great player. But I think that this year we might um, make some, some wholesale changes. Yeah, I think it's time. You know, they had this team for... Four year, the same, pretty much the same core guys for four years. Interchange a couple guys on the side, but it's not getting it done. You know, in the bubble, we went to the finals, we lost. Went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, played the Celtics, seven games. We we're at home, we couldn't get it done, couldn't get we a lost run because of Max Struess three. Yeah, we, we got robbed, and they just took another three away from Struess the other night. You saw that? Yeah, sir, dude. Yeah, I don't if know. If it wasn't for a freaking what is it? 
uh, 14-0 run in the fourth quarter. <laughs> we would have lost that Dude, game, too. <laughs> it sucks because I love Jimmy Butler. That's, like, the only guy on the team, like, I really yeah, like. You, you've loved Jimmy Butler before he got to yeah. the Heat. And I think I think they're going to trade him next year because he's getting old, and I think they're going to blow the team up because what are they going to do? Do the same thing next I year? Like, I'd blow what's it up. The, and like I'd Joe said, up. we've we've been spoiled as Miami fans because let's let's be clear, Miami just with basketball though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the Dolphins, bro, not the Dolphins. Yeah, just with basketball because Miami's not really a basketball town. You know, we get sold out arenas, stuff like that when we have a good team. Um, but you know, basketball's to give some perspective. You know, my family's from the Midwest, Indiana, Michigan area. It's just like part of your blood, like it's a culture thing. In Miami, it's not really that. And Pat Riley actually bought us brought us success when maybe we didn't even expect it or I don't want to say deserve it because we have great fans but it is you you kind of have to move on from Pat Riley like we've been saying but I think this like you guys were saying it could be his you know last you know victory lap or whatever and then maybe Spolster will take over as GM what do you think they get rid of Spolstra like as coach or like Joe was saying GM or I think Spolstra is probably the best coach in the in the NBA playoffs right now. I'll say it. That, that's a you know people his resume think it's, it's would odd, say that. Yeah. yeah. But um, he's a great game to game coach. You know, in a seven game series, this guy knows what he's doing. But uh, if you're gonna tell me that Spolstra's gonna take, which I don't think he was mentored to take that position that Pat Riley has. I think somebody else would be really well positioned to do that. Um, I would keep Spolstra as coach. Spolstra knows the organization. He knows what he wants. Spolstra's gone from down here all, all the way up to the top. He knows what he's doing, and he knows what he wants everyone else to do. Great manager. Keep him there. Pat maybe needs to sit on the back burner, relax a little bit, let somebody else walk in and say, hey, we need to make some changes around here. Because mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, great player, but he can't bring it every night. Yep. Two years ago, he could bring it every night. Now he can't bring it every night. Um, Tyler Hero, I know what's up with him. Um, Duncan Robinson should have gone two years ago. Yeah, you know he's not giving us a, our game is our game is garnered around shooting three pointers, and we're I think we're we're we're, we're like last. last, yeah. We're second to last in the league right now, and we were first last year. We were, we were literally. Yep. So the fact that we're in the eighth seed is amazing, if you really look at the stats. But to go from where we were, to go from Number one to second to last in the league, it's uh, a big problem. That's what I don't understand. They play. They paid Duncan Robinson like for they, only three points. Only three points, but they paid him and he was starting. And then once they paid him, they don't play him anymore. Like I don't understand because that he wasn't, whole process. He wasn't. He wasn't producing anymore. I can yeah. imagine what he was doing in practice. I, I'm, I'm sure Spolstra plays the guys that deserve it. You know. Yep. But mm-hmm. if Duncan, we got you only for threes, and we got him. We got him cheap. You know. Yep. But we got him for threes. Picked up Kevin Love for threes. I don't know why we did that. That was a horrible decision. And we picked up, what is that, Cody Zeller? For yeah. what? What was, that? what was that about? He was cool in college. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the Heat is. Yeah, Cody Zeller's not. It was yeah. a failure, but at least we got something to look forward to with the Dolphins. Because, I mean, our whole childhood, we've watched the Dolphins. Dude, watch them suck, man. <laughs> yeah. And now we actually have good players for once. We do. We well, do. it all rides on Tua, right? I mean, hopefully the guy's brain is not like scrambled eggs. I I'm mean, excited for Mike White. Dude, Mike White? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's going to play this year. He's yeah. going to start some games. He will. He will. I, I definitely think that he will. Uh, you know, 
So you don't God. believe in Tua, like I staying know, healthy? No. Listen, man, yeah. um, I think that we're with Tua right now. We, we signed his fifth year, so we've got to stay with him and roll with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so as Miami fans, we've got to support him 100%, you know? Yeah, for sure. So we're going to support him. Uh, but, you know, God bless him. If he doesn't get injured, he's going to play all, uh, what is it, 17 games this year. Um, but if he does get injured, I'm not going to be as scared to see Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater walk out on the field with one finger. You know what right. I mean? Um, Mike White is going to go on the field. He's going to throw some great balls mm-hmm. if he gets to play. Now, Tua, Tua, you've got, dude, you've got the fastest running backs in the league. You've got the fastest Mostert, wide receiver. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you've got the fast wide receiver now. And then you, ha- you have Waddle to take off pressure from Hill. Mm-hmm. What else do you need, dude? Exactly. You've got it. You've got an O line too. Not a great one, you know, but you've got an O line. Yeah. So if you can get rid of the ball in a couple of seconds, either this way or that way, you're golden, dude. So yeah, I want Tua to succeed mainly because uh, our boy Nick Hicks is training Tua, man. Like perform at perform. Have you been to perform? At, like the that's facility? Where I work out, dude. Oh, that's where we're, okay. That's where I am, man. Have you All seen the time, Tua out man. there again? I haven't seen Tua because they yeah. do the NFL guys at a different field, mm-hmm. so not in the actual uh, facility itself. But dude. Uh, I mean, if you ever get the chance, come with me one day. Check oh, out the facilities. Yeah. It's dude, the facilities there are ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, the trainers over there, awesome guys, dude. Guys that you'd yeah. want to go out and have a beer with afterwards. Uh, I enjoy the gym a lot. Uh, I, yeah, that's my girl. I wake up early as hell just to drive from Doral all the way up there to Davie, yeah. get my workout in, and go back home. So, great gym. Those guys know what they're doing over there. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you've seen the videos of Tua, but Tua looks huge. He looks thick, dude. He's like, huge. Yeah. Like he's putting on muscle. Like yeah, Nick's man. getting him right. Like, yeah, and he's getting him real nice. And if you see, uh, dude, a lot of NFL guys work out there. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's out there and a bunch of other like... Singletary's out there, man, you know. Yeah, Singletary. Got some good guys out there. Um, That's why I'm, I want I'm Tua hoping to that we can get dude. Cook down here, though. Yeah, oh, Cook would be nice. Be That'd be huge sick. Yeah. if we get Cook down You're saying here. he's going to get cut, too, before the draft? Because they, they can't so. pay him. They I don't want to pay so. that. And if they, can, if they can cut him, I mean, we don't have a pick in the, in the first round this year, but I would love to pick him up. Yeah, I would love to get Cook on our team this year because, bro, he's he dragged uh, Minnesota through. Yeah, he dragged him through. In Florida, in Florida State too, with Jameis Winston, right? I one, hate, won I them hate the championship. Don't, yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. I'm a big you guy. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, we're all you guys. And I hope this this new investor, what's his name, John Ruiz or whatever. Ruiz, man. Yeah, he's got the billionaires. And Jorge Mas, yeah. Yeah, paying yeah, all these guys. So hopefully the U is going to be back because that's. Yeah, they had their spring game this year, uh, this past Friday. Um, I watched a little bit of it. Got some great new guys coming in. Um, that guy Ruben Bain is gonna be scary to play against. If you're if you're a quarterback next year, coming against the U, Ruben Bain's on the field, you're in trouble, dude. Good he's luck, he's right? scary, yeah. man. He's scary. But yeah, the U. I'm, I'm praying for the U to be good because I went to five games last year. All five games we lost. Yeah, it was <laughs> embarrassing. I, I like this new coach, Crystal Ball. My cousin, he was recruited by him out of high school when Crystal Ball was at Alabama. My cousin started 50 games in the SEC. He went to the NFL as a center, but I I think the U is going to be back because of Crystal Ball's knowledge on the line. He played O-line at mm-hmm. the U, so I saw we stole a, a lineman from Alabama the other day or you a couple weeks that? ago, and we signed a five-star Samoan guy from IMG. Two of them. Yeah. So. Two five-star O-lines this year, uh, Samsung and then the other guy, Maui Gola. 
Uh, both of those guys are going to be disgusting on the o- when they get to start playing. They're, they're I'd start them day one. <laughs> <laughs> True freshman. Yeah, hopefully the U can do something. It's just better when they're good. Like when they're it's not good and Florida State's running Florida, it's just not. It's, it's not. Bro, it's, it's, not it. it's great when Florida, when when South Florida football is good. Because, I mean, if you look at it right now, the high school South Florida is awesome. It's the best. Oh, Incredible, yes, the best. dude. All the recruits go St. to Alabama. Thomas is disgusting right now. American Heritage is bossing it up out of nowhere, dude. Yep. Yep. You know? You've got Shaman Madonna, who's Shaman really good, too. always big. So, the, so now all these schools down here are great. Miami, step it up. Because how are you losing players that are going to Penn State, that are going to Alabama in the middle of nowhere, when you have Miami, Brickle, the sun? Right. Yeah, are you losing players to that stuff? And there's no excuse now, because you can pay players now. We can pay them. Cristobal knows what he's doing line. He, I think he's going to be a little bit more brute force. Right. Instead of kind of tactically thinking things out in regards to the game. Whatever, man. It'll be great to see, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to get – I'm definitely going to have tickets for next year. going to have tickets for Dolphins games next year. It's going to be good stuff. We got a tailgate out there. Dude, we do. Especially we do. Florida State. I don't know if it's here or, or up there it's this gonna year. It's going to be up there this year, so oh. I might not go. Just yeah, because not up there. Next year we'll do it. Get into legal problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I definitely would love to do some uh, some Dolphin games. That would be great. Uh, get that in down there. I didn't know that you were living down there, dude. Yeah. So now I know that. I'm gonna. I'll hit you up for sure. Yeah, hit me up. I've been wanting to go to perform, dude. I just, I don't know. Like I just haven't dude, gotten I the go, chance to go you know out there. I go, so. I go with uh, Amador's sister. Okay. Yeah, she goes down there, um, dude. Um, remember uh, Jake Tannenbaum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes down there too. I see um, Bruna posting too. She goes out there too. And I've like, seen Bruna down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah a bunch of people we know. I remember uh, Ale. Uh, uh, her, her, I think husband, uh, Pablo. Oh, Pablo, yeah. Pablo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he works out down there too. I saw him literally. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's, it's it's a great gym, man. Um, those guys work really hard and they work you out real hard. It's, it's good workout. to support people you know too, right? In business, I, that that one saying always goes back to me. It's like, why are you asking for a discount from your friend's business, but you'll pay full price for a fucking Taylor Swift concert? One hundred percent. Go support your friends, invest in their business, you know, be a good paying customer. And that's awesome, man. You guys, Dude, I remember Nick Hicks when I was in high school. The first time we ever had morning announcements, mm-hmm. Nick was on, on the, the morning announcement. Oh, yeah, the I first one that, yeah. we ever had at Heritage, you know. Uh-huh. And then so I came out, he had the gym there. He had, I think he had Elevate before that or something like that. Yep. And then he had Perform. And bro, I mean, I went there. Everyone treated me super nicely. And I, dude, like that, that's it, man. Support small businesses at the end of the day, right. you know. And I had a great time. I, I prefer that gym. I've traveled the country going to gyms. You know, I pay for I pay a lot of money each year to go work out at this place, this place, CrossFit here, da, 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 there. And nothing else is as nice. The people are not as nice as better than LA Fitness, huh? Nothing's <laughs> better than LA Fitness. <laughs> Dude, complete LA sarcasm. Fitness. <laughs> Yeah, hey, LA Fitness is... I hate LA. I can't, LA, go, I I can't go there anymore. Man. I can't work out at LA there, Fitness there, anymore. I don't know which way I'm even picking up anymore. All the this numbers are scratched off of the way. Yeah, dude, I can't. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You think you're working out at 25, it's like, yo, I'm doing good, and it's a 10. Yeah. <laughs> that 184th, when we were kids, though, that place was awesome. It I was remember poppin'. when they first opened. It was probably when we were in like middle school, and I was already in there playing basketball and working out. It was good. But now they have fights in there sometimes. and Yeah, I've gotten into yeah. a fight in there. <laughs> I fought somebody <laughs> in the bathroom there. 
Did you see this guy, 6ix9ine, got beat up in a, in a gym oh, there? At LA Fitness, at, at I saw yeah. that. LA Fitness. In the bathroom. Yeah, in the bathroom yeah. right there. Why is 6ix9ine going to LA Fitness? Nah, That's man, my question. Yeah, man. Why is he going to LA he's Fitness? Out there, he's out there pretending to throw money at, at everybody that he sees. You know, you get $100, you get 100 But I'm going to work at LA Fitness. If I have that money, I'm going to personal train. He's going to come right. to my house. Come to the house, When I'm right? doing my podcast, he's going to work me out, man. <laughs> so, yeah. South Florida is not the place to be talking shit to people, too. It's not, you know? dude, It's not. It's not. People are don't have anything to lose down there. You know, in South Florida, everyone's a grinder. And everyone has a gun, so yep. So they don't mess up. Especially with Florida, they got that open carry now, so it's that dude. starts in June or July. Yep. I believe, yeah, one of those two months. I don't know the exact date. So if you carry in these next two months without that permit, you're gonna get fined and probably go yep. to jail. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I wanted to ask you, what is what does your dad think about that as a police officer? So he's actually he's not for it, man. He's like, it's gonna be more people that don't know. About guns, carrying guns. Dude, that's you know what so I mean. So that's 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 my thinking, right? Like, I, yeah. I agree with that. It's the uneducated people with guns having guns is a problem, mm-hmm. and I've heard that from multiple police officers too. My yeah. next door neighbor's police officer, and he said, "I like it because it's you know I'm I'm very pro two A, but you're giving idiots rights now when they shouldn't have had rights to begin with, and you know for cops that are." You know, that have confidence to walk into some places now might not have that confidence anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, it 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 blurs a line there. So I just, I wanted to know what your dad, because I, I know your dad is, uh, yep. you know, ex-police officer, right? Yeah, he, retired, he retired like four now, or five yeah. years ago. He's just yeah. living the life now with that pension. The so Corvette, just, right? Yeah, the Corvette. Yeah. Dude, his Corvette, <laughs> he actually just, it got crashed the other day. No. So his wife took the Corvette out. She was at a stoplight and a Jeep with like that metal crossbar in front oh. just boom, destroyed the back. His car's been in the shop for six months. They can't get the park because of the supply chain. Oh my so God. So his Corvette's dude. just baking outside in a Chevrolet parking lot with no part. It's, he was sorry. They didn't man. even have the car for like a week. And that was because I know you used to post pictures with it. And I, yeah. I stopped seeing it. I was like, I wonder what happened. It, his dad probably said, yeah. Joey can't drive it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that thing's just baking in a parking lot right Damn, now, dude, man. That's, that's, that's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. You know, you work your whole life for that, right? You get a pension and everything, you're excited for that, and then just, you know, life hits. Some idiot, <laughs> man. Yeah, you're right. Life hits, man. Crazy, man. Damn, dude. Damn. But uh, you saw the flood in Fort Lauderdale the other day, right? Oh, oh, man, dude. Don't get me started on that. Crazy. You're a pilot, and... Listen, Pines, listen, Pines is a great place to be at when there's floods, dude. <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing out that far west man oh yeah there's nothing over there but even here in like where we're at right now it's just like in the middle of the state it's like you can't really get flooded but like south florida is just underwater because like beaches yeah. everywhere around there it's just dude it was crazy. uh you saw the airport right it was yep. underwater yeah I mean, you guys both saw it so they just started using one runway yesterday mm-hmm. insane man insane. nuts dude um i saw some airplanes taxiing in you know water that was above the nose tire level, and man, that's just I I I've, I couldn't even imagine like going to an airport like that. Like I I, I don't have that experience level <laughs> to yeah. have done that. So for me, that's just like I didn't think that could happen. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. That broke the record by ten inches. So yeah. like we got like I think they reported like twenty five, twenty six inches of rain, and that's like the previous record was like fifteen. So and it wasn't even a hurricane or anything. So no, that's dude, it was just I think it was four days of consistent just piss rain, dude. It was gross. Um, I so this morning before coming up here, what I did was I I went to rent a car. You know what I mean? 
I like my, my Mercedes is at home, hanging out, you know what I mean? Doing, <laughs> doing, doing, doing the house. Smart, smart man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I rented a car to come up here this morning. And when I got to the, the rental station, I'm thinking Sunday morning, there's not going to be anybody there. Opens up at 9 a.m., I'll show up at 9.30, I'll be good, get my car and go. No, dude. Showed up there, the lobby was full. And so I'm talking to some lady next to me, and she goes, yeah, um, my car's flooded. And so the insurance company told me to come here to pick up a car. I was like, oh. This guy goes, yeah, same for me, same for me, same for yeah. me. The whole place is That's loaded. Fun. There was 20 people in line after me to pick up vehicles at a small little enterprise because of that flood. And their cars were totaled. Because that, that's the thing, like, your car looks perfect. The parts, the, the door parts there, everything's working. Just a little computer chip. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's flying. Yep. Yep. And that's it. That that little piece right there totals your whole vehicle. Yep. So I'm like, you just bought a brand new BMW, right? It's sitting in that flood right now. All those metal pieces to the car are perfectly fine. Everything is perfectly fine in that car. That little chip is done, and you totally. Uh, I it's, for me that that's just I, I can't believe mind blower. <laughs> yeah, wild, yeah, man. Insane, dude. But insane. um, do you have anything else for Joey? Uh, before uh, no. kind of wrap it oh, up. Oh man, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome, a, man. Such Having a good time on. with you. Yeah. Guys. Yes, sir. We <laughs> talked a lot off camera too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, we Had talked to for up. hours. I do want to ask you. We usually do like a top five segment at the end. So like, let's do it. Let's I know you're a car guy, right? So right. what are like. Your top five cars right now. If you could have any car right now, what are your top five? All right, I'm going to extend this conversation. I'm going to let you guys know. Something. All right, let's so, go. Last year, literally this time, I, I went and I picked up a Mercedes, right? Brand new Mercedes, the C250. Love it. CLA 250. And I was I was looking at it online, trying to buy it, and I caught all the, all the bells and whistles that I wanted. You know, beautiful little thing inside leather, black on black, nice night midnight package and everything. And I ordered it, shipped it through, went to the guy at Mercedes and said, hey, this is the car that I want. This is the build that I did. Yeah, Mr. Rodriguez, we'll send it right through for you. It's going to be here in six months. It's a long-ass time. Okay, we'll wait. And it gets here May of last year, and it gets here with nothing. Nothing. Nothing that I wanted on it, right? And the guy goes to me, he goes, goes, dude, that's just how it came. He goes, either take it or leave it. And I'm like, I don't... This isn't what I ordered, though. I gave you a deposit for this. I goes, just take it or leave it, bro. He goes, because there's five people behind you that want this car. And I'm like, what? Like, they can have is, it then. This Talk is insane. You. But the thing is, is yep. a year ago, there, was, there were no cars. Right. There was nothing. So he's like, so you either stay without a car or you get this one. And I'm like, all right, well, discount me. Because now I can't discount you. <sighs> he put me in a corner there. I had to call the manager out, the whole thing. They give me some discount, right? Whatever, I I take the car. Mm-hmm. And now, little by little, I'm realizing that they just shafted me. I mean, obviously, like, I knew that at the minute they shafted me, you know, but now I'm, like, more and more I'm getting pissed off at the fact that they did shaft me, you know. I ordered a, a Mercedes from a company that's supposed to deliver quality and luxury service. I didn't. So, right now, I would love a Mercedes. You know, I think Mercedes cars are great, but fuck Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Mercedes so ain't Mercedes in the top five not on my list right now, dude. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Um, one car that I would love to ha- I mean, uh, a brand that I would love right now, I would go with probably number one would be Audi. Audis are sick. Yeah, Audis are yeah. gorgeous, dude. We, we saw an Audi yesterday, man, and mm-hmm. it was just, oh, beautiful, dude. I would take an Audi over a Mercedes. Yeah. Any yeah, day. Yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Audis right now, I'd probably go 
Did you see that new feature Audi they're coming out with? Like a car they can turn into a truck. Did you see that? No. You got to check it out. Like after this interview, like it's in like the works right now, but it can turn into a truck or a car. It's crazy. It's like a future thing they're trying to do. Yeah. Call it a trar. Yeah. It's crazy, but (laughs) that's cool. I would definitely go with Audi number one. I'd probably go with um, not the Teslas they have out now, but the, the cyber car. Probably go with that one number two, just because you could throw shit at it and it won't like dent you know dent anything it's yeah, like metal yeah, exactly i think that's that's such a that's such a crazy thing to have um after that i'd probably go with um uh what are they i'd probably go with bmw they have they've got some great cars her her dad has a nice bmw nice it's like black and if you look at in the light it turns like purplish it's crazy and i think uh, bmw is the only company right now that has uh color changing cars what yeah 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 they're the only company right now with color changing cars. So that's that's three, right? Mm-hmm. Are you like a big American Muscle guy? Like I, I would love American Muscle. They yeah. don't freaking make them anymore. You, see, you saw the car that oh, we rented, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't make them anymore, dude. Yeah. Uh, we saw we were at Dayland Mall, and we saw a Shelby. Oh, dude, those dude, are Dude, it was just... Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, It's just the dude. noise, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, you oh. smell the gas. I'm like, oh, that's, that's real gas. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's um, up there. You know, uh, if you're talking about specific cars, I'd... For American Muscle, either a GT or a Corvette. Corvettes, yeah, you yeah, can't go yeah, wrong with those. those. You seen the mid-engine Corvettes, the new ones? Yeah, yeah, with those the engine are crazy. In the middle? Dude, I saw some guy on Pines yesterday riding. He he has the the soft top Corvette, and he's riding with the top up. He's driving around on Pines with the top like it was it was like straight perp- up perpendicular. Yeah. Yeah. and I'm up. like, the hell is this guy doing? He's just sitting at the light. I pull my window down. Your tops are good. I know. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Whatever. If that guy hears this podcast, you know who you are. <laughs> um, yeah, probably one of those two cars. Uh, this car is awesome. Uh, you know, Camaro. It's, it's nice, man. The Camaro, yeah, with with that power on it, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm used to uh, a four cylinder, you know. So four cylinder. to having a nice V6, I can imagine it. Uh, well, those old time Shelby's or or. Um, a Shelby 250, a Mustang. Yeah, those are. But they he, don't. They don't make muscle cars like that anymore. Do no, they, they the, don't. They did the last call for the the Dodge Challenger Demon. It's got 1,100 horsepower, but they're only making like. Isn't that coming out with almost like that? Uh, that isn't like it's like the the farthest you can go before being non street legal. Non street legal. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So they're going to make like 300 of them or 500 oh, of them. Great. I tried those, to order one. And those cars are even... going for millions of dollars. Yeah. Great. But you can't get them. So. Yeah, look, man. Uh, you know, sorry to continue the podcast. But no, this, this whole no. EV yeah. thing, man, like I think EVs are great. Don't get me wrong. And there's mm-hmm. they're beautiful vehicles. They're so cool. Like on a Tesla, you can literally, when you want to switch your blinker, you can make the car fart instead of like, actually, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think we have the logistics for it yet. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can't beat that, like American, mu- the sound of like an engine, you know, and gas. Right. Of a, a GTO. Just idling, dude. You I had know. you had the GTO, man. Still got I remember. It. Do you remember this GTO? kid in high school with yes. the GTO? You go yeah. to the party and just floor it. All right, Joe's here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, still God. got it. Still oh, in the God, garage. That guy's here. Yep. Oh, you it's still have solid. that car? Yeah. V8, man. Right? Yeah, 6.0 V8. Disgusting, man. Dude, this guy straight piped it. Took the exhaust off. That's oh, why it's so no. obnoxious, yeah. dude. It's just like, you can Are hear you it from allowed a mile away. Dri- He's not allowed to drive it in California. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Dude. 
Yeah, that thing's sick, man. But they're uh, expensive to like. I can imagine to maintain that now. Yeah, it's at a hundred thousand miles now, so it needs to get tuned and new spark plugs and you know fuel system clean. It's just would you it's throw a, a new engine in there? No, that thing. I mean, those six point V eights, they can go to three hundred thousand. I'm only at a hundred thousand, so wow, I didn't that's, know that. That's gonna be my lifetime weekend car, I think. <laughs> Sunday, it, car. it's in Pines, right? Yeah. Nice, nice. What about like uh, luxury, like Ferrari, Lambo, McLaren? Like, are you oh, a fan about of those? Cars that I, yeah. cars that I can't afford. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, one day, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right, you're right. One yeah. day, one day. Once the podcast gets, you know, millions of views and stuff, and Joe Rogan asks us can, if he could be on yeah. here, right? Um, no, dude. Uh, man, any any of those cars, honestly. The thing is, I haven't driven them, so I can't tell you. You know. Um, See if you ask me planes, I could tell you. But cars, I don't know. Yeah, is that like I, I do a uh, I do a Lambo just to have one. I think I would prefer a Lambo over a Ferrari. Yeah, I'm just same. because the just the the optics it looks it just looks better. Sick. I man. don't know that much technically about the engine wise and the feel and how to drive it, whatever. But I definitely think that I would love a, mm-hmm. a Lambo over. I know her favorite car is the the Lambo. What is it? The U- Urus or whatever, the SUV one. Oh, the Lamborghini. Oh, the truck. Urus. Yeah, the Lamborghini yeah, yeah, Urus. Yeah, 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 that thing's sick. I saw an all black one on the road the other day. I'm like, the rims on yeah. the tires are so fat. Yeah. I can well, imagine driving something like that. The story behind Lambo and Ferrari is crazy. I don't know if you guys know the story, but when Ferrari first came out, the, the, the Lamborghini guy in Italy, he's like, he made some suggestions, like constructive criticism to mm-hmm. Ferrari. And Ferrari basically said, fuck you. So, so the Lamborghini guy was like, okay. So he came out and made the Lamborghini and basically said, now both companies still believe like if you have this other car, if you have the Lambo, you can't buy a Ferrari. Yes. And vice versa. And isn't it like, I'm not sure if it's Lambo or Ferrari that you have to be recommended by somebody who owns that vehicle already. Yep. Because you can't just like, say for example, you own a Ferrari. I can't buy a Ferrari off you. You have to go to like Ferrari and recommend it or whatever. Right. And there's actually people who are banned from buying these cars, from yeah. buying Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, because you can't paint them either. Yep. They did like custom paint jobs and mm-hmm. now they can't buy a Ferrari anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if they went there though, they would sell them the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, How much money do you want? <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah man. Uh, Yo, dude, that's crazy right now. Oh, yeah. No way. The Lakers won too. Lakers won. So, are the Heat winning? Heat are winning, dude. Heat are winning. Heat are winning. Twenty by, to twelve by eight. I'm telling you, massive. I, I told him they're gonna win he today. His knows what he's doing. He does. <laughs> and Jimmy in the playoffs, he's a different, different animal. He really you is. Know. Playoff Jimmy against Atlanta. Who knows? But playoff Jimmy is a top five player in the he NBA. Is. He is. He is. I mean, you saw he made uh, with the minimal games that he played this year. He made second team All NBA. Yep. Which is huge. Yeah. His best year. His most efficient year. 60% field goal percentage, so... And how do you not make the All-Star? Bam made it over Jimmy? That doesn't make sense. He didn't want it's to. Just, he, he really didn't care. He didn't play that many games, yeah. to be honest. He did, you know... It's all politics. When you're that old, you really don't care. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like LeBron doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I feel like he'd rather have the care. weekend off almost. Yeah. Yeah. He would, didn't but... Didn't Jimmy go to, like, Grant, like Cayman Islands or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, they just had that conversation. like, hey, you're still the face of the NBA. They basically probably begged him, like, please... Play in the All Star game he one said, more time. He's like, I don't want to be the space in the NBA anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be that. But one last thing I do want to ask yes. you about: Have you um seen like this Open AI Chat GPT stuff or no? 
No, uh, I haven't done it. My girlfriend uses it though. To she study. uses she it. She uses it. Okay. And it actually comes up with some really good questions. Dude, that study. shit's scary, bro. Like, it can give you the answers to everything. So and, like, I'm happy <laughs> that this stupid thing, ChatGPT, it can't. So we've, uh, uh, our pilot union has actually gone in there and asked it how to take off and land an airplane, and it still can't do that. Mm-hmm. So us as pilots, we're so happy. But you know, <laughs> you know what I saw? What it can do, though? Job it, security. <laughs> it, got, it got a B on the law exam, bro. ChatGPT. Did, did it pass the... It passed the uh, the USMLE uh, uh, medical board exam. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like AI and stuff? Do you think that's like... I personally feel... I, I don't, there was an article. I don't know if it was fake or if it was real, but it said that on ChatGPT, somebody made a bot pretty much that it tried to collect other bots to kind of destroy information. And uh, for me personally, like we've all grown up with stupid like movies and stuff like that about technology being too much. The Terminator. Technology is great. <laughs> Technology is great, dude. Technology allows me to fly my plane as easy as possible and allows you guys to have the smoothest ride possible. Uh, It allows us to drive beautiful cars in a nice manner. It allows us to do what we're doing right now. Right. But there comes a point when I don't know if the technology we're creating, if, if if we're properly regulating it or if we're properly monitoring it. Like... Yeah, Elon Musk tweeted like he's he like wants to put chips in your fucking brain. head and shit like that. But that's what I don't understand. I he, don't like that, dude. I don't either. I don't like he that. like contradicts himself. He's like, you know, I want to do the microchip or whatever that's yeah, called in your Elon brain. Elon Musk for me is not. Everyone thinks he's a really smart guy. He's a great imaginary. Yep. He's a great imaginary guy. I don't think he's telling us right now that he's doing his part for the, the population shortage in the world. Shut up, dude. Yeah, I honestly Shut don't down. trust them. You man. just named your kid a bunch of fucking letters, dude. Oh, yeah. I saw that. You what was it, dude? Like, I don't even know. They changed the kid's name like three times already. Um, I think he's a. I think he's very, very intellectual. I think he knows a lot. I think his accent is really weird, um, but um, what he wants to do to further humanity, I think we're gonna need to wait maybe two or three more generations to do what he wants to do, because oh. us as people right now, we can't even maintain EVs from exploding on the on the road. But you want to make AI do what I do every day, and I understand some of his, uh, some of the things that he wants to do with what, with all like that SpaceX shit there, and, yeah, with SpaceX Mars and and, stuff, and yeah. people that don't have function of you know uh, their extremities and how he wants to give them function of that again. I get that that's great in in theory, but to to go out and actually do that, I think that you're gonna maybe you know wait two to three generations before that actually is properly applied because I don't I don't think that it just I mean, seems you think, like you a think us with chips in yeah. our heads is cool I agree 100% we're with idiots you. with the seltzer yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah. think I think you nailed it I think he's a good uh, visionary he has great ideas yeah, yeah. like with I think he created he's a great Walt Disney yeah PayPal <laughs> and uh, Tesla and stuff like that so he has the mind but it, I don't. I don't think he's actually doing the research. Like he hires scientists, doctors, whoever. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So he he's kind of a good leader, I guess. But I don't like trust you. Him. You could be you can be an imaginary person. You know what I mean? You could be. Uh, you can have great ideas and write it all down. And but to be fair, he has the money to go and do that shit. Yeah, we and he, he you know? did do it. So yeah, and I mean, he, you know that his Tesla is not a, an EV company. It's a data analyst company. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so he's just collecting information from all of us. 
Which is low-key oh, yeah. why it won't buy a Tesla either. Yeah, and Tesla but. solar panels on your roof and shit Get like that. Here, yeah. dude. He's going to start getting shit out of our brains and stuff. I don't yep. want that, you know? Yeah. It just seems like a big contradiction, right? He's like one of the founders of AI, and then he wants to chip you, but at the same time, he's like, oh, AI is the biggest threat to humanity. It's like, what's the, what's the angle there? What's your yeah, motive here? At the end of the day, if the, you know, I was watching um, Hidden Figures on, on Disney. It's a movie about how like uh, there was an African-American lady who assisted our, our science pretty much to go to the moon and beat the Russians. And, you know, you could see how as a U.S. society, we were very patriotic. We were all together. And, you know, it was for the well-being of the U.S. Now, with all this stuff happening and the AI low-key, like if that gets in the wrong hands, it's over. we're with. not yeah. just fucked. We're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Like we're in big trouble if something like that gets into the wrong hands. Like Putin with AI. The, Take a wild done. guess. Yeah. Take a wild yeah, guess. Indeed. You know what I mean? We're all done. Yeah, oh. we look, bro. We might watching, be done already. We're watching the game <laughs> yeah. right now, dude. We're yeah. doing a podcast right now. My phone right now is probably listening to what I'm saying. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like the TV. If he, you know, he could literally make this thing explode right now. All three of us die. You know what I mean? So I think we need to hit the brakes on the AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, obviously, we do love our technology, man. Look at us. Uh, you know, Apple watches right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? iPads. I've got freaking three of them, dude. It's just. Uh, I think there's a. Just as in politics and as in life, I think that the uh, happy medium is where we all belong, you know, so. I'm with you. I think a lot of it's, you know, you don't want to interfere with, you know, I, I don't mind ashamed to say it, with like God's, you know, there's some stuff God can do and there's some stuff we as humans can do. And yeah. it feels like we're kind of overstepping that boundary with trying yeah, to yeah. put chips in. Yeah. our brains. It's going to turn into the freaking Terminator Skynet, bro. AI is going to take over and. Kill us. <laughs> really? yeah, I don't know. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Oh, man. But, um, okay, one last top five All for right, you before it, we go. It, what are your top five favorite foods right now? Oh, dude. Yeah. You mean like styles of food? like Styles of food? Food whatever. or like restaurants? Could be styles. Styles of food. Okay. Right, I'm going to go with number one. It's going to be Argentinian-Brazilian mix, the steak. Oh, nice. You know? yeah. You know how they come around uh, the, the sticks of meat, you know, Texas Day Brazil yeah. style. You know what I recommend we just went to that's like a Texas Day Brazil? It's called Fogo de Chao. I, d- I did that. I've oh, done dude, that. Yeah, it's the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You've yeah. done. So uh, you're, you're in Fort Lauderdale. Shima. Shima's too. Shima. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Knocked that yeah. out. Went there for my birthday last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, the best. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so that's my number one spot. Number two has to be. You a Mexican food guy? I'll um, Mexican tacos. I'll do, yeah. Yeah, I got to say Mexican yeah. food, you know. I could do a Chipotle right now. <laughs> well, that's not Mexican food. Like, yeah, uh, man, Chipotle. Tex-Mex, yeah. Tex-Mex, yeah. <laughs> I could do a burrito, tacos. Um, and then after that, I'd have to go with Italian food. Yep. Yeah, you can't go wrong oh, with Italian Oh, dude, I'm food. so sorry. No, I'm def- I'm, Mex- I'm missing on my order right here. So number one is going to be Brazilian, Argentinian, mm-hmm. right? Number two is tapas. Oh, tapas. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's Spanish-style food, man. The Spanish-style eating, you know. I love that little sangria, and you pick at everything there on the table. Love that. Then number three, Mexican food. Number four, Italian food. Love Italian food. And then five, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, Chinese food is always pretty love good. Love me too. some Panda Express. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you guys ever do, ever go to Seattle, Seattle has the best chicken teriyaki, and it's known in the entire U.S. 
best. Did not know that, yeah. The best. And like it's it's like like it's not like I made it up because I oh fucking me. Um <laughs> no, like there's like actually like articles and shit how like and there's restaurants across the US and they say Seattle's chicken teriyaki. Damn, that's and sick. dude it is so good. I, yeah. I ask her, whenever I want a layover, I have to find a chicken teriyaki spot in Seattle. Damn, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for being on, man. We appreciate it. Dude, uh, it's been a blast, man. I love yeah. catching up with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Come back anytime. I'll be back for sure. I'll bring a case of seltzer next time. Hell yeah. <laughs> let's, let's finish them. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All righty, bro. Thank you for being yeah, on. Appreciate man. it, man. Dude, thank you, brother. Thank you so much, yep. man. It's been awesome. Appreciate bro. it, man. It's been great. All right, everybody, make sure to give us a follow and uh, take care. Give Joey a follow. Oh, sh- shout out your social medias, though, real quick. Dude, uh, Joey Jet. Follow Joey Jet. Joey man. Jet. Follow yeah, Joey man. Jet. Follow shout Joey, Joey Jet. Jet. Follow the pod, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Have some yeah, great bro. times with us. We'll yeah, definitely have you back on for sure. For sure. Man. Definitely. Orlando, man. dude, I love this spot. Epcot, drinking around the world. Yes, sir. Can't top that. <laughs> Can't top that at all. All righty, guys. Take care. Take care, Thank guys. You.